Yeah, I'm gonna try to avoid sugar, but I'm so low energy, and I already had three cups of coffee. So Ooh. let's hope this cookie does it. It's the cookie that saved the show. Hopefully, now now John Mayer should write a song about that. Now that would be a good song. Now that's a song idea, John Mayer. The cookie that got away. <laughs> Uh, oh, oh! Let me make sure they hate you when I had the chance. <laughs> You'll live forever in me, at least until I turn you into poop. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Think Outside the Box. Said it's the internet's only hot take machine. I'm Nathan Hunt. And I'm Cameron DeWitt. This is the penultimate, penultimate. for now episode ultimate of pen. our 18th season of Think Outside the Box Set, wherein we talk about the albums of John Mayer in chronological order. If you're just now joining us, I would recommend going back to episode one of season 18. I agree. There, um, there may be some references to previous seasons, but, uh, you know, this is this is the... You, you could jump on at the beginning of... of any given season yes exactly and every once in a while we'll say something just sort of inexplicable like we'll refer to a musical moment as a miasma or Mm -hmm. something um or uh i don't know something else stupid and that's probably something from season one that for whatever (laughs) reason stuck i want to be a cowboy baby Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah um I can't think of any other. Oh, like if we talk about things that are psychopathic or uh, <laughs> we talk about mother truckers, you know, that's all references and water C- under the bridge. I say. Off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. John Mayer talks a lot about that, uh, but not as much as ICP, you know? Yeah. Somehow. Yep. Uh, okay. Well, hmm? j- this, what's this album uh, called? The search for everything. Yeah. It's a, it's a pretty, uh, pretty restrained title uh that's just like very narrow in scope and very intimate feeling <laughs> and uh, it has a cover yeah. where he's looking like a freaking wannabe like nudie james franco i do not like the cover yeah i don't particularly like it either it looks like he's surrounded in doilies yeah i'm not sure yeah, yeah. what that is supposed to be i wonder if i can get a higher res version and zoom in on it Front front runner for a title of that surrounded by doilies. That's all I got so far. <laughs> uh, no, um, I hope something better comes along. <laughs> well, <laughs> the pressure's on. Hey. Uh, yeah, right. but I think this album is fine. Um, there That's are fine. a couple really good moments of it. Um, there's a lot of just him being sad about breaking up or feeling complicated feelings about breaking up with i guess it's all about katie perry oh really uh there's like five songs that are about um the aftermath of a breakup and i think maybe two of them are good wait so john mayer is writing songs about his relationships and breakups of those relationships (laughs) this is some new ground for him that's it's nice to see him branching out in some new directions yeah, I I do think that he is better at writing this kind of song now. He is less patronizing mm-hmm. and uh, more introspective in a productive way, I would say. Mm-hmm. So, uh, 
yeah, I, I think the songs are better, but still, we don't need this many <laughs> in one album about the same topic, uh-huh. about the same person, probably. Yes, I agree. Well, do you have anything, any general notes? Uh, I, I finally found a high res version of the right album now? artwork. Um, okay. It has like this, uh, like signature that you see on like, I want to say like Japanese or woodblock prints or something. Uh, that oh, like yeah, little red that? red splotch i'm not sure what that is i mean typically i th- if if i'm not mistaken i believe that that is often used as a like little uh, signature either of the like company that produced the artwork or the like artist who drew it or whatever but it's also next to what looks like archaic like oracle bone script or something uh-huh i'm not sure what that is um so i yeah, don't know what's going on this is another on one of those things it, it it happens a lot in his in his music, which is just like this feels vaguely appropriative. I'm not exactly sure of what. Yeah, it it does like that that kind of like headband thing. Yeah, like, I don't know. <laughs> um, it's 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 given me a lot of like you know 2021 red flags. Yes, in, uh, in a way that I'm like sort of surprised that that's what he chose for his 2017 uh, album. Mm-hmm. Um, when yeah things are starting to get sensitive mm-hmm. where where you you no longer have to use the n-word in a rolling stone interview as a white person <laughs> to get people mad <laughs> there's yes. like you have to be even more careful than that mm-hmm. if you can believe it <laughs> yeah okay um yeah it, it got some pretty middling reviews metacritic has it at 61 out of 100 um av club gave it a d they did not like it very much um i i will say i think his best song is on this album Ooh, a little teaser yeah yeah okay well uh do you want to get into the songs yeah i do okay let's start with still feel like your man like to get to know you but i just don't think i can because i still feel like you're mad That sounds really I generic. I like this song pretty well. Oh, <laughs> I was gonna say you, you think it's pretty generic. The backing music sounds like a like a garage band like canned loop. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. Like this this does kind of remind me of like sexy back era Justin Timberlake a bit, especially because there's like uh, bell glissandos, mm-hmm. like bling, um, that sound a lot like sexy back mm-hmm. <laughs> specifically. Um, I like the guitar parts and I like the, I, I think they're fun and pretty musical and they don't feel mm-hmm. super cheap to me. Like, mm-hmm. I think they they feel like actual performances. Um, although they do seem to kind of loop around. Um, and, uh, I don't know. I think the, the chord progression is fun. I like the texture. I feel like this is a new kind of texture from John Mayer. Mm-hmm. It's like pretty spare. It's just like kind of conga or bongo stuff going on and then like this very contrapuntal guitar part mm-hmm. as opposed to strummy chords and then um 
yeah, just like a lot of harmonies that are just him. Um, but I think it sounds cool. Yeah, I think that this is a like a lot of this album feels like um, it's filtered through a wash of um, all the people who just discovered old music, vintage what what they might call vintage music. It's like the yeah, post sort of uptown like funk. Happy. Yeah, happy and like uptown funk. It's like, oh, wow. CeeLo. CeeLo, yeah. It's popular at the time. You know. The um, forget you or fuck you. Yeah. It's sort of like vaguely defined like 70s soul funk sort of like mishmash um, kind of half remembered songs from the oldie stations kind of thing. So I definitely hear that in this song. I think that's fair. Yeah. And a bunch of these songs. It it is a funny line to like, you know, when is it throwbacky in a like in a fetishistic way mm-hmm. or when is it actually a part of a tradition? It's like kind of hard to say, mm-hmm. you know, cause you should be able to like do something throwbacky and have it be, you know, potentially part of a canon. Right. Yeah. And like, um, I don't know to explicitly like reference the history and the tradition of the music you're operating in. Like there's nothing wrong with like being upfront about like the tradition you're operating in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's 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 like a hard line to to draw uh, or to it's yeah it's kind of tricky. It's like Lizzo's album from a few years ago. I think 2019 um, was there were a few moments like a few tracks I think that are like wow this is like something really fresh and new. And then there were a few tracks in it that to me just felt like they were pastiche mm-hmm. um, with maybe like a a, a glow up or something Mm -hmm. um and yeah it's like hard to say exactly i mean that's a very subjective take on the songs from that album Mm -hmm. but like you know uh like the song jerome feels very pastiche to me Mm -hmm. and there's like it adds a couple things to it in that like she uses certain colloquialisms like take your ass home come back when you're grown that like wouldn't necessarily have made it into like earlier recorded music. Mm -hmm. Um, but it still feels, uh, I don't know, like fetishizing a, an old genre, Mm -hmm. um, as opposed to adding to the canon. Right. Yeah. Um, so this, this might not be fair, but Mm. that was my impression. So, um, it's interesting to consider what John Mayer himself, uh, how he describes this song. He says, uh, he wanted to make the song really punch, but also freaky and to give it a vibe that he calls ancient Japanese R and B. Why does that sound familiar? Did we talk about like, did we talk about like that when we were choosing John Mayer? We're like, Oh, there's a song he talks about this way. That sounds really familiar. Japanese R and B. Yeah. I don't like that. No, I'm not really. (laughs) That makes me like the song less. Let's uh, let's listen to that sound sample again with that in mind. Let's see if this really does sound like ancient Japanese R and B. Like to get to know you, but I just don't think I can. Cause I still feel like your man. 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 Yeah, I don't really hear it. <laughs> I don't know what. He needs to like talk less <laughs> yeah he just yeah he seems to just d- love to describe things in the most like out there ways possible uh 
yeah i mean like obviously the like uh rhetorical and conversational flourishes that brought us david duke cock um yeah <laughs> brings us also ancient japanese it's, r&b it's funny because i think he speaks japanese what does he one time well this might be nothing but one time a long time ago i remember he like just started speaking in japanese to a reporter uh-huh i wonder if he oh. doesn't really know japanese though and he just knew and he was just reciting something i don't know he, we should I look s- this up i searched it on his wikipedia page it says uh in high school he attended the center for global studies at brian mcmahon high school in norwalk in his junior year and it was then known as the center for japanese studies abroad which is a magnet program for learning japanese okay so maybe he does he's uh, remember some of it he's a dang weeaboo <laughs> this is maybe the biggest revelation about john mayer that he is a friggin weeaboo okay i have a i have We've a video been... of him speaking japanese it's Ooh. a daily motion video so Ooh. Uh, it's probably going to give you all viruses if you click on it, but so Great. maybe do it on your phone. Um, I'm dropping it in the Skype chat to you, and I'm uh, putting okay. it in the learning links. Let's take a listen, shall we? Should be able to hear it. I have to ask you. No, about, you don't. But wait, yeah, wait, I do. I do. I do, I do say, say you want to ask me. Be a man. I want to ask Be a man. you about Jessica Simpson. Mm-hmm. I want to ask if the two of you are dating, uh-huh. and if so, when we will see you officially out together. <sighs> Jessica wa totemo suteki na jose de isho ni irarete psycho des. I think that's fantastic. I, I, I'm happy for you. Take it to the room, mm-hmm. find a Japanese person, and decode it, and subtitle it, and you'll have your answer. Are you happy? What the fuck? What is the point yeah, of I that? Like how the reporter, I like <laughs> how the reporter is like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that might be Carson Daly. No, it's it's somebody though. It's somebody like that is one of those sort of public figures, like Carson Daly or something. The reporter is yeah. somebody. Uh, I can't. I it's, what, it's it's the the kind of thing that I would expect John Mayer to do is like learn just enough of something in order to, to be a dick. have it to to yeah to be a dick and to sort of pull it out like a little trick. Yeah. But the thing that he's considering to be like a trick or cute is someone else's culture. <laughs> yes. God. This is like I feel like this is 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 uh, the the penultimate episode. We've we've come across the Rosetta Stone of John Mayer. Uh A that he's a weeaboo, but also it's parlor <laughs> tricks all the way down, baby. That's all there is to him. That's all he is. He's just a pile of parlor tricks and uh like stunts wrapped in a in a skin suit and a johnny depp goatee like that's all he is <laughs> wow uh or at least we can say that's him at his worst because i think there are some nice moments in this album <laughs> yeah and i want to so. i want to talk about some potential growth that's happened even though he's still occasionally uh just speaking when he mm-hmm. shouldn't uh is there uh, anything let's we actually say talk about, about like, the, the lyrics? song maybe okay yeah <laughs> yeah i still keep your shampoo in my shower in case you want to wash your hair because uh, he still feels like her man her herman he, f- he feels like herman <laughs> i still feel like her man <laughs> i am herman mayer is is how herman he identifies monster. now <laughs> um 
I like that detail pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, still keep your shampoo in my shower in case you want to wash your hair. And I know that, that you probably found yourself some more somewhere, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but I do not really care because as long as it is there, I still feel like your man. That's like some freaking like Dr. Seuss type shit. I kind of like it. Yeah. Like the, the maniacal focus. In my pocket. Uh, yeah, the maniacal focus on shampoo and being like, yeah, you probably bought some more shampoo. You're probably still washing your hair, but I'm still keeping this one. Yeah. It's worded in kind of a funny way, um, in a way that's kind of unnecessary, but it is that kind of zooming in that I kind of appreciate uh, when we've been seeing more and more of that in his songwriting. Just little mm-hmm. details. And uh, it is more immersive. Uh, than maybe the kind of lyric that in, in storytelling that we would get in an earlier version of John Mayer. Yes. Although it, this song still features lines like the prettiest girl in the room. She wants me. I know because she told me so. So uh, he's still definitely got some like a healthy it's, ego. It's a bit didactic. Yes. <laughs> a bit prosaic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, still like the letters in your name and how they feel, babe. Yeah. I still the, think I'm never going to find another. The you. genius annotation on that is a little bit uh, uh, concerning. It says recently in an Instagram live video, John stated that this line is a graphical representation of what attachment felt like. He explained that he was so into this girl, Katie, that the actual shape and representation of the letters in her name infatuated him. Now mm. uh, that, I mean, I'm not here to yuck any yums, but that has a little bit of like, stalker vibes to it to me <laughs> yeah you should uh play the uh play that video let's hear him talk about it okay apparently it's at seven fifty six. okay because this is a nine and a half minute video oh boy that's too long john or herman yeah. or whatever you your name is l- let yourself have that long of a leash john <laughs> stick to tiktok <laughs> yes when i told why is youtube shitting the bed like this it's like wow why is your internet so bad it's, it's not my internet okay uh i can't, I can't do it i don't know something right, about fine. the embedded video on thing. genius is like fucked up but right. that's such a john mayer thing to do it's a red like, flag play a bunch of music in the background while you're answering your like fan questions yeah I also I also think that it feels very John Mayer to think that he understands something about the the way that he's attracted to someone um, that makes him feel like the way that he feels is elevated, um, mm-hmm. like like his he's fetishizing his own perspective, right. I think you no know? one has loved as deeply as he has loved. Yeah, I even like the way her name is spelled mm-hmm yeah that that's totally it yeah like the the weird like self mythologizing um yeah that's a classic john mayer move yeah well um let's move on let's move on uh do you want to talk about emoji of a wave yeah it's killing me it breaks my heart It breaks my Oh, honey. Oh, honey. It's just a way. 
so why why is he talking about emojis because he doesn't use the word emoji in this song yeah it's yeah it's not in the text of the song but he talks about it uh apparently he talked about it at a show i loved somebody and it ended but the feelings didn't end for either of us but we knew we had to keep ourselves away from it and on sunday nights everyone i don't know why sunday nights every once in a while (laughs) my phone would buzz and i pick it up and it would be her but it would just be an emoji of a wave and it just meant it's all a little too much right now. And I would send back an emoji of a wave and I would say, yeah, I get it. You'd be surprised how okay that made things just to see one little emoji of a wave. It meant you're still here, you're still in here. And it meant, and you're still in here too. And then every once in a while, life will just throw you that wave. I wish he had written that song instead of this song. <laughs> that yeah, sounds like a better like, song. <laughs> He, he does a better job in, or he, he specifically talks about like texting and, mm-hmm. and how that intersects with romance um, in a way that I think is smart and kind of modern in this album in some other songs. But I don't know why he didn't do that in this one, especially yes. if he's going to title it Emoji of a Wave. Um, yes. Because I think that story is actually kind of nice it is kind of nice yeah that would make a much better song that it's okay what he i think what he's trying to do is take this one specific experience and like universalize it and build off of it into this like whole big artistic statement about like feeling a wave of emotion the problem is he doesn't like tell you what the emoji of the wave means in the song itself yeah and he doesn't do anything to like set it up it's like he's telling just the punchline of a joke without this the setup wrecked him damn near killed him you know <laughs> which i mean that's probably a bad example because that's very funny on its own yeah yeah come on <laughs> <That's> just... <laughs> okay that was a bad, <laughs> bad example um but yeah he's, he's telling us the punchline uh basically without the setup i mean a song could do this to like start with this this story and like build from this very specific story about like texting each other the emojis of the wave and go from there as like a leaping off point into talking about, you know, using the metaphor of a wave or talking about like waves of emotions. It, he could yeah. build from there, but he doesn't. He, he just builds on nothing. Yeah, I think the, the, the anecdote, you know, the story of receiving the text and it's a way of just sort of like wordless communication and like the code that you create with someone else, especially through a mm-hmm. phone and the intimacy that can be there. Um I think that's more meaningful than a metaphor of a wave itself. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what I think is a better version of this song, um, and it's not specifically about romance, but it's about being overcome with emotion that maybe you want to try to avoid. Um, it's called "Here Comes a Thought," and it's in the show Steven Universe. Mm-hmm. You remember this song? Yeah. Um, it's one of those great moments in the show where they have like a three, three and a half minute song and an 11 minute episode. And it's like mm-hmm. most of the storytelling and content of the episode happens in the song. Mm-hmm. What a cool show. <laughs> um, yeah. But that's such a that good song. song has, that song specifically like helped me. Uh, like when I am feeling like sort of obsessive thoughts about mm-hmm. like, um, I don't know, an interaction with someone and the song's just about like, yeah, you're feeling overwhelmed. 
and feeling self-conscious or like obsessing over this thing and uh let's just like let it happen to you and then and then put it away um Mm -hmm. not in a repressive way but yeah i uh i'll put a, a little link to that here comes a thought you should link the Steve one Universe. on on YouTube that's uh, two hours long. Okay. <laughs> From here, take a moment to think of just flexibility, love, and trust. Take a moment to Is think it just of looped? Just I guess so. <laughs> that's part of the chorus. It's a fantastic song. Yeah. Everyone, go listen to it and uh, ignore yeah. this song. Well, uh, what else should we talk about? Is there anything else in this song that is... Uh, hmm. It's just so vague. Like, the chorus yeah. is, oh, honey, oh, honey, it's just a wave, it's just a wave, and I know that when it comes, I just hold on, I just hold on. Yeah. And, and the, like, the pre-chorus, it's raining on the mission bell, they're draining out the wishing well, it breaks my heart, it breaks my heart. Like, and that's nothing. That's nothing, yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I forgot to say there was, uh, the top comment from the last song just says, Oh, John (laughs) in, in genius lyrics. Um, the top comment on here is three wave emojis. And then the second top comment is, uh, this song is actually about a jar of honey that John lost on the beach. He says, Oh honey, a lot. Uh, when a sneaker wave came, hence, Oh honey. And it's just a wave. I'm going to give that an upvote update that yeah i'm gonna do this upvote on oh john as well because i think that's good genius lyrics Mm -hmm. content Mm -hmm. well Mm -hmm. should we move on i don't want to talk about helpless do you not really say about it no yeah i think that's one of the more boring songs uh love on the weekend i don't really have anything to say about it's just about like um it's weekend it's the weekend it's time to go you know do my long distance romance and like drive to the person that i like Mm-hmm. because i'm yeah. not i don't have to work which is i don't know a nice idea yeah but um, it's not particularly interesting yeah apparently it was the lead single from this album though it's just kind uh, of odd choice fine. yep um i thought the first track was still feel like your man that's like oh. the music video oh okay yeah uh, love on the love on the weekend. Uh, at one point, he says, "I hate your guts." In it, <laughs> do you want to play that sound sample? Oh Maybe yeah, I that. do. I think that's weird. It's, <laughs> it's weird to say that. say that. Yeah. Oh no, I didn't. Oh no, I didn't properly set up the uh, the sound samples from you. Bastard. You. One second. No. Uh, okay, here we no. go. Uh-huh. I hate your guts because I want to eat spicy food with you. And that's the, how I connect with people. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't handle it. Yeah. I, I want to. Is, is that what, what um, people talk about when they say they want to the crush them guts? Is just like crush it <laughs> under the weight of like a big, heavy, spicy burrito that just like utterly rips someone's <laughs> intestines apart. Is that what they're talking about? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. It's very, I mean, very romantic. We can all relate to that. To say. And to feel, <laughs> I want to see you in gastric distress. Uh, is is <laughs> sort of usually how I put it. All right, let's talk about the best song in the album. I think, and maybe in his 
uh, entire discography. Yeah, so far. It's called In the Blood. Will I let this woman kill me or do away with jealous love? Will it wash out in the water or is it always in the blood? I can feel the love I want. I can feel the love I need. But it's never gonna come the way I am. Oh, right. I wish you had the end of that chorus because I think it's oh. really nice. Okay, uh, I can pull Did it up on the Spurterfer. Spurterfer? Love on the weekend. Love on the week. Whoop, that's not the right song. Hey, okay. we're done with that song. I hate your guts. <laughs> okay, we're getting close. I'm gonna skip forward a little bit. Yeah. There we go. Here's yeah. the chorus. It's a very like country gospel kind of uh, way to end that yeah. that phrase and that melody. Yeah, I I think um, I I like that it sets up a rhyme to like rhyme with am, but instead it uh, it uh, it rhymes flood and blood. So there's mm-hmm. no it's blank in the first half, and it sets you up to think that it's going to be ref- like that. Yeah, it's it's a slightly misleading rhyme scheme, and I think it's really satisfying. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think the word "flood" and "blood," like that sound, I think sounds nice. Mm-hmm. I think it's just a pleasing sound, and yep. and he sings it well in that register. Um, but yeah, this song is about um, genetics and epigenetics and received uh, received culture and. Uh, it's it's sort of far-reaching, but also very personal. It's um, you know how much of my mother, uh, how much of my mother has my mother left in me? Mm-hmm. How much of my love will be insane to some degree? And what about this feeling that I'm never good enough? Will it wash out in the water, or is it always in the blood? There's a lot of half rhymes with blood, mm-hmm. like enough and blood, or love and blood, or could and blood. And I, I like think that it's all one great. a lot. Yeah, yeah, could. <laughs> <laughs> Or is it always in the blood? <laughs> um, and then, yeah, he talks about his uh, father and uh, jealousy and feeling like underneath the thumb of women in a yeah uh, pro- in a, in like a problematic way. I think, and I think he's. Yeah. I want to give it the benefit of the doubt that he's saying like, well, this is the way that my father taught me to be, and can I overcome it? Yeah, I. Hmm. I, I, he I says, recognize will I the, let this woman kill me? Yeah, or I recognize do away with the jealous like, love. dynamic he's talking about. The way he puts it is like yeah. kind of weird in the way he genders it. Uh, how much of my father am I destined to become? Will I dim the lights inside me just to satisfy someone? Yeah, like that kind of like question of how much like are you going to uh, contort yourself to fit into a relationship uh, yeah. if the relationship isn't the right fit for you? Like, are you going to you know squeeze yourself? 
into the wrong size box or whatever um yeah well but then he says will i let this woman kill me or do away with jealous love will it wash out in the water or is it always in the blood uh well but i think the 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 core word is will i let right and yeah i guess he's sort of saying that she's doing it but like he's also saying he's implicating himself like that he's jealous um and that that's the the problem you know Mm mm-hmm yeah and that's the thing that will kill him um by by way of this woman Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but it's like i think it's clear in the text that he's talking about his own bullshit right yeah uh how much like my brothers do my brothers want to be i think that's kind of (laughs) great that's a very cool line i think yeah uh does a broken home become another broken family or will we be there for each other like nobody ever could will it wash out in the water or is it always in the blood um i like the way that he reinterprets that line in this verse three um because in in the in the first two verses it's all about like inheriting negativity from your family and your parents it's like yeah am i basically going to overcome my origins and where I came from, am I going to be able to like rise above it? And in the third one, yeah. it's more about like, uh, is the blood bond between the brothers going to uh, last and stay strong? Like it's yeah. it's something good that is uh, in the the blood bonds between the brothers. Um, yeah. So it's, it's I think this a is nice like a really emotionally it. intelligent song. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. I yeah, I really like that it it manages to talk about um his own feelings about how he is uh like messes things up or his yeah. like negative thoughts about who he is and how he acts in a way that doesn't feel just like kind of whiny or self-indulgent um he's not in a in a way he's like doing work in this song like mm-hmm. doing personal work and he's talking about where he gets this stuff which i feel like is the first step but mm-hmm. he's not doing it in a way that feels like it's passing the buck. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, will, will I rise? Like, will, will I rise to the occasion? Will I, will I be good enough? Um, it still feels very personal and like, mm-hmm. it's about him. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think a lot and of that is, is the chorus. I can feel the love I want. I can feel the love I need, but it's never going to come the way I am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty it's like pretty, you know, just stating it outright, but uh I think it works in this in this song. Yeah, what do you what do you suppose that specifically means if it specifically means something? Um that he's inherited it sounds like in the context of the song he's inherited some like pretty bad and unhealthy models of relationships uh of how to be a partner to someone in a romantic or familial way. And that yeah. um, he's going to have to do some work in order to uh, be ready for and be capable of the kind of love that he wants and needs. Yeah. Um, uh, I also think that, like, I mean, this might be more re- reading into it, but I think that there's there's this thing that you have to you have to sort of cut your losses sometimes. Mm-hmm. when you're thinking about like to what extent do you know can i heal or grow or whatever and it's like at a certain point you have to be like okay i don't know if i will ever actually sort of fill this hole that i have uh 
you know, in me that like wants this specific type of validation or mm-hmm. needs the specific, you know, maybe it's sort of a bottomless pit and maybe, uh, maybe mm-hmm. that's just there and I have to accept it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, I, I feel like maybe he's sort of speaking on that too. And, and maybe that's part of the tension of the song is, um, ooh, how much, how much internal change is possible and how and if not how much external change is possible Mm -hmm. and uh yeah i don't know i think it's this is the kind of stuff i want it that john mayer (laughs) needs to put out after his Mm -hmm. like decade and a half of bullshit yes (laughs) (laughs) exactly Um, and you know who's doing the background vocals for this cheryl crow according to the genius yeah that rules that's great (laughs) yeah um that's all just to be entirely clear this is the song cameron was referring to earlier talking about this is the best one that we've heard from uh john Mayer, which i think i agree with this is the most mature uh song i think that we've heard yeah i i can't wait for fucking cbs to make a tv show about it <laughs> oh i forgot about that <laughs> his previous that like the, most mature song best song yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's so awful i can't believe he's doing that man it's so funny how we see like glimpses of a mature and whole and interesting person in john mayer and then he just like does something that really makes you question like the blood yeah (laughs) is it in the blood (laughs) because that was pretty recent that he was like talking about making this cbs tv show out of his you know what's in the blood wanting money wanting money (laughs) yes (laughs) okay um changing let's talk about changing changes not quite as poignant but is trying to be yes when i'm done Changing. Some of us stopped running. Some of us went home. Some of us don't got one. So we'll build one of our own. Friends behind the fences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I don't think you. Did you get the. I guess you got the end of the, the chorus. Yeah, I was not doing my best doing sound samples i was rushing yeah whatever you were in a rush yeah um so this apparently on the genius uh, this says uh that this is from an interview in rolling stone that john mayer gave i was sitting in that room he says gesturing to one of the smaller enclaves adjacent to the main studio just off trying to find something and out of nowhere i start singing i am not done changing i am uh, out on the run changing i may be old and i may be young but i'm not done changing it's 30 seconds long and it was a jingle and i went oh shit how do i make this a song because it was so rounded off and circular already it sounds simple but it took forever and i would argue that uh he didn't actually do that (laughs) that that is basically the entire song uh and nothing else really adds to it in this song yeah i think the best that he gets to adding to that is friends behind their fences looking at me strange I kind of like using an adjective as an adverb sometimes. I, I kind of, mm. I like that. Right. Instead uh, of saying, looking at me strangely. Yeah. Wondering when I'm going to come to my senses, but I'm still changing and I can't change my ways. Mm, yeah. He can't change sure how much exactly. he's changing. Yeah. <laughs> the only constant is change. Whoa. Whoa. 
plus ça change, plus c'est la même chose. Or les mêmes choses. Is it? Or no, la cube, même chose. Cube uh, bong gurgles. <laughs> <laughs> gurgle, gurgle. Uh, yeah. Uh, I see yeah. the sky changing. Reminds me of my changing. Wish I could tie me a rope around the sun because I'm not done changing. All right. That's <laughs> Let's move not on. the strongest. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, again, like he talked about all this stuff more or less in, in the blood. Yes. It's a song about change and wanting to change. Mm-hmm. And then this is sort of like a, a flaccid answer to that song. Mm hmm. Exactly. I want big, hard, throbbing songs. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, you'll find so many of them on this album. Um, yeah. Do you want to talk about uh, the instrumental track theme from The Search for Everything? Or I mean, we should it? at least play it. Okay, yeah, here we go. what is it is he just being cute because it's not there's nothing called the search for everything other than this album i think he's just being cute yeah he's he's what do you think he's got pretensions on this album i do not think it's very cute (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) it's and it's not like a very arresting theme a theme's gotta grab you yeah i mean if i yeah it's it's no ennio morricone that's for sure (laughs) what if it was just a big spaghetti western (laughs) that would fucking (laughs) rule i would love that so much more (laughs) well um what's that other and the the one about paraguay that movie what's that called the mission uh, oh yes it's just the mission it's just uh, fucking Liam Neeson playing an oboe or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Does he play an oboe in that? <laughs> Maybe it's Jeremy Irons. So, so, so one of the like J- Jesuit uh, missionary priests plays an oboe for the uh, Guarani and they like snap it over their knee. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> God, I haven't thought about that. Which I don't so blame long. them. I mean, I love the oboe, but if it was my first time hearing it and I uh, <laughs> felt empowered, I probably would have done that too. <laughs> Get this shit away from me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely understandable. Yep. And uh, c- Catholicism too. <laughs> so break it over your knee. That's what I say. Yeah. Moving on and getting over. Let's yeah. start with that. Okay. Cause you've been gone I'm growing older But I still can't seem to get you off my mind <laughs> It's a bit much <laughs> It's a bit much, yeah And I do believe I feel you all the time mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, via Rolling Stone this was me coming off the idea, give me a solo. I gotta show them I can play. There are two guitars happening through most of the song. This way your attention splits up the middle and there's just a vibe. And then he uh-huh. says, that's where learning all those dead songs comes in a bit. Because he played with uh, Dead and Company. 
mm-hmm. uh, because it brought me into the world of ensemble guitars. <laughs> yeah. Um, not quite. I mean, that's really the first time, John Mayer, that you've... Okay. <laughs> that's such a weird yeah. thing to say. It's like, I never thought about more than one guitar at once before. Because <laughs> clearly he did yeah. because he has had that in his albums before. Um, but yeah, you're, you're right. He, uh, we haven't mentioned it yet, but in 2015, he joined with a bunch of uh, former members of the Grateful Dead and formed the band Dead and Company. Um, so sort Fine. of a quasi reunion of Grateful Dead. That included Bob Weir, Mickey Hart, Bill Kritzman uh, of the Grateful Dead, and John And, and they just let a, a pint of uh, Cherry Garcia melt on the stage every night. <laughs> Pour one out. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, and apparently, there is no vocalist in this band. Nobody is credited oh, with vocals on the Wikipedia page. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the song's mostly pretty boring and like lyrically he's he's trying to like set up this not very compelling dichotomy of moving on and getting over mm-hmm. uh a a girlfriend yeah he, I, in verse two he says partner. moving on and getting over are not the friends they used to be so he personifies them here's my friend moving on and their partner getting over yeah they hate each other <laughs> they hate each other <laughs> they're careening towards uh, divorce yeah. Do you have anything else to say about the lyrics? I have one musical note. Um, I'm one text away from being back again, but I'm moving on and I'm getting over. I'm getting over. I'm getting over. I got to get over. That's kind I of swear. like, yeah, I, I hope that that is intentional irony. Yeah. Um, I think it probably is. Um, yeah. I mean, whoa. It's taking me so long just to lyrics. say so long. Yeah, I was reading and these And baby, two. it's so wrong, but I'm moving on. I'm going to get a new girl, a something I can do girl to try to get me through girl because I'm moving on. Um, John. Oh, John. That's that's just what I'm going to say constantly. Oh, I'm, I'm John. Gonna, I'm going to say, oh, John. Uh, but I'm going to say, if you're going to do that, you should tell this girl that that is what you're doing. And if yes. she's cool with that, fine. And maybe don't call her a girl. <laughs> yeah. And maybe make sure it's not a girl. <laughs> make sure it's not a literal make girl. Make sure it's a grown-ass woman. <laughs> uh, I have a musical note about this. Uh, there's a fun little musical trope um, that I think I was mostly introduced to uh, from the the music of Sufjan Stevens. He uses it all the time in like his early 50 States albums, Mm -hmm. uh, which is where you go to the, the sixth degree of a scale and play a major chord instead of a minor chord. Um, The every uh, if you're, if you're in the, a major key or if you're in a minor key, it has a relative major or minor, which means that there's a key that uses the same notes, mm-hmm. but uh, more or less, but um, has the context uh, changed. The The notes are reharmonized to have different sort of musical grammar. Mm-hmm. Um, so in this song, it's in the key of E major. And during this bridge, he ends the bridge on um, a C sharp major chord mm-hmm. which includes the note e sharp which is different 
than the note E. It's mm-hmm. and so it's a very sort of like dissonant thing to do. It's it's sort of almost like a musical pun. Um, it's uh, it's sort of taking the idea of like a Picardy third, which is where you end a minor song in the parallel major. Mm-hmm. Um, you hear it a lot in like baroque music um or some renaissance music um but instead it's doing that on the sixth degree of the scale and turning that into a major chord Mm -hmm. uh i hope none of that was just too much bullshit uh let's let's listen to the sound sample yeah for all my running i can't understand i'm one text away from being back again but i'm moving on yeah yeah back again da 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 and then i forgot this the guitars they play this line that uses i think it's like a a c-sharp minor pentatonic scale like harmonized Mm -hmm. that little duet so they're playing like minor shapes uh over the major chord which makes it super crunchy let's listen to that one more time yeah Listen for the crunch. For all my running, I can't understand. I'm one text away from being back again. But I'm moving on. I think mm-hmm. that chord, uh, not not counting the little uh, extensions that are implied by the guitar duet there, um, but I think that's like a big kissed, uh, kissed by a rose or kiss from a rose. That's what it's called. Kiss from a rose. <laughs> I think I think that song does that a bunch. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, yeah, I think that's a nice little moment. Other than that, I think this song is pretty boring mm-hmm. <laughs> and not very interesting. But yeah. I liked that, and you know, gotta get credit where credits due. Gotta get those Sufjan vibes. He loved doing that. I don't think <laughs> he's done that in quite a few albums. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's done it since Illinois. Oh, interesting. So it has, man, that's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you want to talk about never on the day you leave or skip it? Uh, well, I want to be done by six. Um, so mm-hmm. we got 13 minutes. Should we just say, let's do one more song? Sure. Should we talk or, about, no, let's do two. Let's talk about roll it on home and you're going to live forever in me. Let's oh, you do don't that. want to talk about Rosie. Should we? T- oh, okay. Fine. Let's talk about Rosie. Let's pick it mm, fast. We don't. We don't need to. It's just I, I mostly. It's uh, I don't know. It's it's kind of a he kind of is a little shitty and appropriative. Um, he has this Speak in verse two. He says, "Whoa, oh, oh, Rosie, don't you know my love is true? Perdon and lo siento. See, I learned those words for you." <laughs> I don't know. It's just kind of a weird attitude. I thought uh, that's basically yeah. all I had to say about it. Oh yeah, memorable. so is he's like pining after a uh, a Spanish speaking woman, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And he's being sort of a a shitty guy. Yeah, <laughs> like he really a, a sad does, bastard. Yeah, he seems to be. It's like, a sad bastard song. It really is, and it's also and he really seems like he's exoticizing her in in, in an uncomfortable way. Um, but you isn't wanted- there a isn't there a Garth Brooks song? where it's like a story song about hooking up with a Mexican lady or is, isn't there at least one of those? That sounds incredibly likely. <laughs> yeah. I think that might be right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mm. Listeners write in if you remember. Yeah. So you wanted to talk about roll it on home and you're going to live forever in me. Yeah. Let's do that. Okay. Nobody's going to love you. Right. Nobody's going to take you in. 
shop a bottle, step into the light and roll it on home. Roll it on home. Roll it on home. Tomorrow's another chance you won't go it alone. If you roll it on home. This this is a song about strategic quitting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I kind of appreciate like this sort of pragmatism from mm-hmm. John Mayer. It's heartening to hear him say like, okay, I need to stop feeling my feelings tonight. I will put them off till tomorrow because mm-hmm. I don't, if I lean into this anymore, it's going to be bad and it's going to be unhealthy. So let's just call it a night, go to bed. Uh, there's some cute like, is, country lyrics in it. Yeah, this is a Garth Brooks song with like, so. like a little bit less high concept because typically like as we pointed yeah. out so many times garth brooks would take like a phrase and just like uh yeah. make it real like a real cutesy build up to it um we yeah. bury the hatchet but the handle keeps poking out or whatever like that kind of thing yeah um but this one is 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 def it's not as like high concept as that the roll it on home is never like literalized or reinterpreted but it's this verse two is so good the last 10 texts were with your ex and all of them were sent by you but you keep staring at your phone like something's coming through come to grips and take your chips when the cards ain't going your way or aren't going your way sorry you've been here so long tonight's already yesterday that's great i love that it's a perfect cute country sad bastard lyric yes exactly or it's not a sad bastard lyric. It's saying you're being a sad bastard and you need to like stop before you hurt yourself. Yeah, exactly. You need to pack <laughs> it, it in. Self-respect. Mm-hmm. Roll it on home. Yeah. Um, I think this, it feels really harsh, but I think this pre-chorus is interesting. Nobody's yes. going to love you right. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me of the In the Blood song. It's mm-hmm. like the, I can feel the love I want. I can feel the love I need, but it's never going to come the way I am. Mm-hmm. It's like you're not going to find a savior tonight, <laughs> right? Exactly. Like, I mean, it's 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 a trite observation and cliche, but it's you know, it's the idea of like you, no one's gonna like give you your self love or like the self esteem that you need. Like, yeah, no one's ever going to be able to fill yeah. certain holes in you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you can try. Hey, hey, I didn't say I didn't say it earlier when you were talking about filling holes. I'm trying to trying to be mature about this. Uh I just think that the the harshness of nobody's going to love you right is um is, is a is a creative way of saying that trope. Mhm. Of like, you know, yeah. How can you how can you expect someone to love you when you don't love yourself? Which is a f- very fraught uh, sentiment and uh, cliche. And I think this is better. It's just, nobody's going to love you, right? <laughs> nobody's going to take you in tonight. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I think this is a, a good country song. I like when John Mayer writes in the country idiom and then when he tries to get cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's- or, I don't feel like he's trying to be cute, but I feel like it is cute. This is the only t- the, the only time where I like John Mayer being cute is when he's writing a country yeah. song. Yeah. Yeah. He's clever. You know, he has the capacity mm-hmm. to be clever. And uh and I think this song is meaningful. Mhm. So, yeah. Yeah. So you, now you want to talk about you're going to live forever in me? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of filling holes. Mhm. Ooh. Great 
Big Bang and dinosaurs, fiery rain, meteors, and all ends unfortunately. It's raining. Randy Newman, much? Yeah. You're gonna live forever in me. I guarantee. Just wait and see. Oh boy. Oh boy, where do we even start with this song? <laughs> okay, so I didn't realize uh, I wasn't reading the lyrics when I listened to this one. This is about someone getting married. Some, yeah. The I think about essentially like an ex getting married. Gotcha. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But it's also about dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a dinosaur is getting married. The dinosaurs. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think this is about a dinosaur getting married, and planets uh-huh. are there as the guests, um, and there's a there's trees there too. There's a, there's destination a lot of, wedding. Lot, you know, a you lot think of in the future when there's time travel, there will be destination weddings that are uh, epochs, <laughs> different epochs. <laughs> We're gonna go. Oh, Jurassic wedding. Oh, oh, uh, TM, 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 TM. All right, let's let's get started on this script. We'll send it off to Chris Pratt, and uh, we'll be millionaires. Man, I'm so tired of Chris Pratt's whole. Me too. Deal. He's I'm so sick bad. of him. He's only good as like a fat, lovable dipshit. Like that's the yeah. only time he's good. He is not a leading man. And he he's sucks like a in Jurassic. He's World. like a conservative Christian. Yes, and he goes to like one of these L.A. churches. Yeah, these like, yeah, they're sort of like celebrity y- churches. They have like a Ugh. yuppie sort of aesthetic, but they're just full of the same old bigotry. Yeah, Ugh. God sucks. Fuck Chris Pat- Pratt. Yeah, I prefer not to. Okay. Um, yeah, <laughs> I hope he doesn't get space married <laughs> to a big dinosaur. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I mean. I feel like, yeah, this song is a bit myopic. <laughs> you think? Because he, he's talking about how everything will, like, uh, fade away or whatever, but... Not him. That this, Yeah, not him, and therefore not this person uh, who will live forever in him. Yeah. He's I, the horcrux. There could be, like, a good song with a similar idea. I think if you... I mean, you could phrase it in terms of, like you'll be with me till I die or, uh, you know, you're going to live until I die, you know, something like that. But it's so weird to like cast it in terms of forever. You're going to live forever in me. Uh, that's so weird. Take a, take a, um, a cue from WandaVision and be vision talking to himself saying, you are familiar with the thought experiment, the ship of Theseus in the field of identity metaphysics. And then answer himself naturally. (laughs) It's one of the most like pretentious moments in any like, uh, pop culture moment. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. It's Mm. great. A great big, anyway, uh, yeah, you're going to live forever in me. We're all made of star stuff. Apple Mm. pie. Mm-hmm. Carl Sagan and all that turtles stacked on top of each other. Parts of me were made by you, and planets keep their distance too. The moon's got a grip on the sea, and what that now has you're to just do saying with words. <laughs> now you're just talking about stuff. And when he says you're going to live forever in me, I guarantee it's your destiny. It feels threatening. <laughs> well, it yeah, it sounds like Randy Newman is trying to threaten me. <laughs> 
I'm not going to let you throw yourself away. <laughs> I still haven't seen that movie. Oh, God. it It's really good. Uh, There's a couple moments in it where they let Key and Peele, like, uh, improv, and I think it's kind of bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but mostly it's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Toy Story 4 is what we're talking about. Yes. Um, I think the closest thing to a good lyric in this is life is full of sweet mistakes and love's an honest one to make. Time leaves no fruit on the tree. I think there's something kind of like classic and tropey in a nice way Mm -hmm. there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, other than that, let's see the comments. This is a masterpiece. I'm crying so hard. All caps. Yikes. Uh... Uh, this this song, for some reason, <laughs> reminds me of the ending of Toy Story 3. What? This would have fit perfectly in it. What? Yes, you're hearing the Randy Newman chord progression. Yes. Very good. Um, apparently. You, uh, mm-hmm. you heard a, a major two chord going to a four chord and then maybe a minor four chord. So, yes. Mm-hmm. Correct. Um, apparently, this is what John Mayer has to say about this song. This is one of the paragraphs. I wrote this in one night. The first week we were here, we had an assistant in the room and I worked a little bit, but didn't get very far. So I said, we have to kick everybody out and it just has to be me and Chad. He's the only guy who I can really write in front of. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Who's this I want to know more about this Chad. <laughs> I, want, I want to know Chad's whole life story. Yeah. Oh my God. Chad is just like John's muse. I guess. Recorded, Maybe. yeah, recorded by Chad Franskoviak. Oh. What else has Chad worked on? Great question. Uh, Free Fallen Live, John Mayer. Oh. It's just all John Mayer It's stuff. all John Mayer. Yeah, it's John Mayer all the way down. It certainly is. Okay, well, Chad. Uh, our next season Maybe, is going to uh, be about Chad. <laughs> Maybe you should uh, give a little more feedback on some of these songs. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's all the time I got. Let's close it up. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back next got week. One with, episode left. Yeah, we've uh, Sob Rock, which looks like it could be very fun um, with its yeah. like discount record store from the '80s uh, type cover art, and it's pretty self-aware title. Uh, hopefully, it's good. Uh, but it will be our last episode of the season for John Mayer. Until next week, you can visit us online at boxset.website. Email us at email at boxset.website. Uh, you can support our show in a couple of different ways. One that's simple and easy and free is just go on the iTunes or the Apple Music or whatever the fuck they call it these days and just type up those words and hit those stars and leave us a little review. Uh, and if you want to support us even more directly... Uh, you can go to our Patreon at support.boxset.website. If you kick us a few bucks, we will give you, in return, we will grant you access to all of our bonus materials, which includes a weekly mini-show called What's in the Box Weekly, which is a good hang. This week, we talked about... Loki. Loki. And Vampire's Kiss. We, and we had a we had a great time. Um, yeah. So, everyone, go check that out. Good kick us a few bucks. Club. Yeah. It's it's a great it's a great hang all right uh you should also listen to cameron's other podcast which is called get up in the cool and is and is about traditional musics oh yeah oh yeah got some great ones coming up (laughs) tune in tune in all right thanks for listening everyone i've been nathan hunt and i want to see you in gastric distress (laughs) it's gonna be my (laughs) i'm i've been cameron dewitt and i need a big hard throbbing song (laughs) 
ready for that b-roll okay um yeah let's see uh b b what 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 do i know that's funny about the letter b b is for bookies and that's good enough for me (sighs) that's what we call a lukewarm open or maybe it's just so understated and ironic that you just don't get it you know maybe i'm just like operating on too high of a level and you're just like way down in the gutter and and not even knowing what what's happening yeah Yeah. you know yeah 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 nathan that's a great point Um, I've decided I want to, I want to be, uh, I want to, I want to be funny or fun or interesting this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, too much. Don't set yourself up for failure. Well, yeah, that's a good point.